This is the Light Goddess Podcast. I am Jude Hotep, the goddess astrologer and life coach. If you are here, it means you are divine feminine entrepreneur, and come hell or high water, you will root more love into this world. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Light Goddess Podcast. I'm Jude Hotep, the goddess astrologer and life coach. This episode is called Recognize the Traps, Project Fear. We This episode is going to be really helpful, I believe. So no one ever taught me how to be myself. They were trying to teach me how to be them, how to be what society wanted. So if you want to connect to who you really are, come into astrology reading. You can book that at thegoddessastrologer.com by clicking the seafoam green banner at the top of the webpage. Let's get into this episode about recognizing traps, about project fear going on in the world. Holding to disparate thoughts, opposing realities, opposing ideas, which is Uranus. Um, Personally, I'm a Taurus. I have four planets in Taurus. So I have Uranus on all of my Taurus (laughs) planets. And so it's Uranus can really help with these opposing opposing ideas, opposing consciousnesses inside of you, opposing pulls in different directions. So it's really, Uranus can be really powerful in that way. And we have Uranus with the North Node about growing and building. And so holding to disparate thoughts, opposing ideas and consciousness, consciousnesses inside of yourself. You have to remember that we're not just this simple creature. We, your sun is just your solar fuel, and and there's so much focus on it because that's Leo's work. This guy from the early 1900s who brought astrology out into the mainstream world through sun sign horoscopes, through helio astrology, and and it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And so he brought astrology to the people and and got people really more involved and connected to it again because over the over the centuries and the millennia it's come in and out of regular use in in the masses and um, and so you know a lot of times it's just been used by kings and by select few for power purposes. Um, a lot, you know, the seers, the sages, the astrologers, obviously, but a lot of it's been hidden. There's danger with it and so forth. So it's, it's been an interesting journey with astrology over the ages. And so when the sun sign horoscopes were brought out, it was such an amazing thing. And, you know, that's when you see them in the magazines and the newspapers. However, there's so much focus on that and people don't often realize sometimes people get it like the big three they'll call them like your rising your sun and your moon but often they don't really know more about the rising and moon and what they mean and so to realize that you have these 10 planets and that's not even going into asteroids and fixed stars and all of that so if you just think about these 10 planets which is the planets including the luminaries the sun and the moon you have these 10 different consciousnesses inside of yourself What's interesting is that a lot of the people that I work with have stelliums, and I have a stellium, and so it's really interesting, but we, a stellium is when more than three planets are in the same sign, and it really puts a concentration into that house, 
and the houses are like the action in your life of where that takes place, whether it's your identity or whether it's in your higher vision or whether it's in your day-to-day life or whether it's in your career and so on. So we have to realize that we are complex beings and that your sun is a solar fuel that infuses and embeds itself through all throughout your being, all throughout what you do, all throughout your life. It's just a given where your moon is really your past lives and your emotional seascape and it's where you go when you get backed against the wall emotionally and it's where you're meant to grow from into your rising sign which sometimes can be the same meaning that you didn't quite master the lessons of that past life and master that moon And so, or if it's different, it's that you're meant to grow into this different area of life. There's these 12 areas of, you know, the 12 zodiac signs, the 12 areas of learning and experiences and evolution, right? And so your rising is, yes, your public face and your personality and your ego, but it's also really indicative of where what you're meant to really take on in this life and to grow into and in the 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 evolution that's wanted in this life coupled with your north node and so then you have all these planets you have this mars in a sign and you have this venus in a sign and you have mercury in a sign you have all the other planets, so you have all these consciousnesses going on inside of you. So if you just think about that alone, depending on your aspects, whether you have oppositions or squares or trines or sesquiquadrants or quincunxes, you know, are they harmonious and getting along or are they these planets in tension and that's why you just can't quite get this thing together and it's always a problem. It's, ah, oh, this never really can jive in my life. This never really syncs up that's what's going on in your in your life it's really it's that's what your chart helps you to understand and so it's often said by sages that to hold two disparate thoughts in mind is a mark of wisdom right so a part of intelligence and spiritual intelligence and this part of being an awakened being awakened spiritually it's which is a journey is holding disparate ideas, paradoxes, understanding the paradox. And it's a journey and it's not going to be a one and done or something that you can make happen. It's an evolving, unfolding part of walking the path. It is naturally happening for you and it integrates and almost becomes something you don't even notice was ever something you didn't know or not a part of you at some point because it's so integrated within you. But at some point, if you look back, you're like, wow, that was really a big deal for a while. If you look at different paradoxes that you've already overcome. So some people are unwilling to deal with subconscious and karmic material. And we're in Pisces season. So while it's this dreamy, imaginative, flowing, mystical, you know, amazing energy, it, it, it does bring up that subconscious and karmic material, the shadow. And it's not easy to face. And that's what we've been doing the last two years. 
And some are unwilling to go into the fear and face it to admit their true feelings. Denial of the shadow pushes it deeper into the subconscious and strengthens it. So you have to realize we're not meant to just be in trauma the rest of our lives. We're not meant to just have wounds that never heal. I mean, a lot of people do that. They have a death in the family and they never actually grieve and heal and face it. And they just turn off this part of themselves and they don't go through this stuff and then it's always like yeah this is you know this person's birthday and they close down and shut off and you can't get a hold of them for two weeks and it's it's almost like this big drama and this big saga which is not to minimize death but it's or the hardships or the pain and the loss and the challenge that we go through it's simply that it's not meant to be a place we live and stay forever but the culture doesn't doesn't support nurture cycles you know just the natural processes of life the sun goes up the sun goes down the winter comes the spring comes the sun the summer comes and then the fall and the leaves fall and you grow the garden you plant the seeds everything blooms you eat all the green bean flowers and you don't have any green beans because they're so tasty (laughs) I really miss the green bean flowers out of my grandma's garden and then it dies away and you till the soil and cover it over and let it go fallow for winter into the fertile void and then again the spring comes and so humanity has really been disconnected from the natural rhythms and cycles of life so much and that's what we're reconnecting to that's the feminine that we're reconnecting to there is project fear going on in the world right now and two disparate truths that there are people dealing with things up close in their everyday life in their face in their reality so this is true and it's also true that There's a big show happening to produce fear in the masses, to project fear into the world. In the U.S., you're far more fortunate to be free to create. And in many countries, in Burma or in so many countries, you would be thrown in jail for creating, for doing art, for creating the work of your soul. And I wonder why. I mean, think about it. Like, I wonder why. Why? Why? You ever consider that? And here in the U.S. and in countries where we are able to create, so many people turn away from their own creative lifeblood. We must stand and rise and create without fear of being seen and heard. You are powerful. You are unique, talented, and wildly wise you have to remember that because of the over culture and the way we grow up and the conditioning which is all that we're shedding for this new paradigm for the 5d reality for the spiritual reality that we've been working for for our whole lives that our ancestors have been working for to get us here to this golden era you have to remember that that a lot most people haven't really had the space to uh, for their wisdom to be considered 
to rise up within themselves. They don't think they are wise. That's why there's so much imposter syndrome and superiority complex and inferiority complex and all these status state hierarchy issues because they've never been given the space to know that they're wildly wise and creative and that there's so much inside of them that wants to be birthed and born through them. That's their unique transmission, their unique gifts to bring to the world. So many people, and you've probably had your journey unfold to where you've had those realizations of like, wow, I did not know that I was capable of this, that this is what's inside of me. That, Or maybe you deep down knew, actually, that you were meant for something big, that you had this big mission, this big purpose, this you were here for something that mattered, that was significant. And yet it was still an unfolding, it's still a journey. And so we have to remember that so many people, nobody was ever curious. And I'm sure for you in parts of your life where no one was ever curious about what you had to say inside. No one ever wondered what was interesting about you or, or unique or what was deep underneath. Maybe you didn't ever have the space to grow. And you're just stunted and then thrown into this prescribed world and trying to do that world, that structured life, you know, specific, you know, career, status, possessions, money. And so we have to remember that the web of life of which we are all a part and we affect by our emotions, our moods, and our thoughts. Thoughts are things. It affects this web of life that we're all a part of. What you think and do strums a note into the web. Hate emanates, emanates hate into the, that field. We must remember that the world is an extension of humanity. It doesn't exist and then humanity comes into it. It is an extension through us because we are an extension of spirit. And so... It's not about saving the world. It's about it's about healing ourselves from within. And then the planet doesn't need saving. Because we behave different. We do things different. We act at a humanitarian level. At a, of a consciousness of love. For the betterment of all. For the creation. For what the goddess cultures knew and understood. For the sacredness of life. For what's worthy. And blissful and fun and joyful and amazing. And to create source creates woman creates divine feminine and masculine create together we're meant to create is the most natural thing in the whole world and so does a falling tree make a sound in the woods if no one is around to hear it and the answer is no it does not because if no one with technology in other words your ears your ears are a technology that can translate vibration into sound, then the tree does not make noise. So your fear affects the field and buzzes and hums and bounces back and around throughout throughout that web of life. The fear and others easily stress and people that are already anxious and people that already have worry as their habituated state become pressed upon with greater fear. They go into more fearful emotions and worried thoughts about what if projecting it into the future. So likewise, when you love, when you hold light, vision and strength and trust, that too is played on the silvery fabric of the web of life. 
and affects the world and the people. There is an illusion of fear. Fear isn't real. Fear is a projection of what could happen or a worry about what will happen. It is a zombied state of not living, not being alive in this now moment, the place of your power, the only moment that truly exists. One of my teachers always gave the example of the guillotine and that if you're like going up to the guillotine, you don't have to be fearful at all the whole time. Because if you're in the now moment of you're in line, well, you're alive, you're breathing, everything's okay, you're just in line, you're just standing there. And then, you know, then you get up to there, you don't need to be afraid, you're alive, you're breathing, you're standing there. And then you put your head on the chopping block, and then your head's chopped up, and now you're done, and you're back into spirit. You never actually die, just the personality, just this incarnation part. That's not really death. You're transform back into soul your soul is the truth of you and it never dies it's never can be undone it's a part of love and existence and spirit and so that example is so beautiful because it's like why be afraid up until getting killed you know the incarnation being you know being killed there's nothing to fear. You just be happy, healthy, dead, you know? And when you're dead, you don't care. You're back into soul. You're like, okay, what are the lessons? You're with your guides. Like, what did we learn? What did we do? Like, we come to this playground of earth to evolve our soul and experience things. And we're we're here to bring love and more love and more love. And so the south node in Scorpio, remember, the soul of humanity is growing out of the south node of fate into the north node of fate in Taurus. So the south node in Scorpio can be addiction to crisis. It can obsess on the behavior of other people. It deconstructs and destroys. The north node in Taurus is about construction, building, growing. Think of the garden and the fecundity of the earth. It is about something of your own that is worthy and valuable. Your business, your spiritual preneurship, it is about your own value, your divine feminine spiritual preneurship, excuse me, your light shining in the world. People standing in their value change things. They shift the world powerfully. Are you really going to allow your attention and your focus, which is your power, to be pulled into fear? This is an important question. Are you going to allow a reality that is not yours, that you didn't decide to consume your own reality? You really get to choose. Timing, think about that, is intentional. This week is the magical gateway into the mystical dream story of your life. Pisces is magic. Jupiter in Pisces. Jupiter is a gateway. Jupiter is also the story. It is expansion, not contraction. Jupiter is expansion. Fear is contraction. The birth, to birth new life, there is contraction into expansion. And so that it is there, this duality, the two disparate things happening at once makes sense. We're in this duality, we're in this 3D plane, right? So there's this powerful squeezing and tightening which is happening to everyone that would not choose the magic of this moment. This Pisces is about flow. Pisces is a water sign. It is about the feminine uprising. It is a feminine sign. All water and earth signs are feminine. It is about the dream and making it a reality. Pisces is a dream. The reality Capricorn with Venus 
our worthiness in creation and Mars, our energy to create and our focus in the last degrees of Capricorn, making the reality, moving forward into the reality with Vesta and Capricorn also conjunct with Venus and Mars. That is about the sacred, the sacred altar, sacred temple, not about the overculture, circinery and televised show, but the spiritual destiny, spiritual Pisces, the destiny, the North Node Taurus, building, growing, creating what is worthy. And so Jupiter, the story, stepping into the magical story, the, the mystical story, the, the vision that, of your heart. And remember your soul concarnate. You were soul first. You only have a body. Without soul, you don't have a body. <laughs> the body is lifeless and deteriorates rather quickly, particularly on a hot day and smells too. So remember your truth. Remember your connection to your magic, your dream. You've been carrying around since you could wobbly walk. Remember your light. Remember love. Pisces is love. Unconditional love. Love is what manifests. Love is what does the manifestation. That's the magician's secret, the, the magic wand. Love is what makes things real. Love is Pisces, deep, unconditional love of truth and the divine. Pisces is the ethereal, it's spirit, it's the divine. Love is the sacred. Love is creation and creator. You don't live in Burma or North Korea. Create your magic and live your dream life right now. Feel it. You want the light, so stop focusing on the darkness. You want the love, so stop focusing on the pain. Activate the love inside your being. Connect to your angels, your guides, your ascended masters, your goddesses. Connect to animals and beauty and nature and let the rest go. It doesn't need your attention to be okay. Meditate on love. That is the most useful thing you can do for the world is meditate on peace and love. Joe Dispenza, you've probably heard of him. He's um, uh, he's out in the spiritual plane. His work's been around for a long time. And in the early aughts, he did an experiment in Washington, D.C., where he gathered 100 meditators and asked them to meditate and focus on lowering the crime rate in D.C. And they used statistics and they used data, and they were able to prove that crime decreased because of group meditation. Lynn McTaggart, she's been doing this kind of work as well, gathering uh, eight people together makes things happen so we are so powerful we're so powerful we have the spiritual technology it's time to use it to let go of fear and stand in your empowered woman love build grow nurture embrace and spread more love shine your light goddess i'm sending you so much love until the next episode yeah you blue tibia which is Ukrainian for I love you. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Episode six days a week. So I didn't have any role models for how to make money on vibrational business. On my fierce feminine flow. So if you want to connect into your feminine financial flow. And stop saying yes when you mean no. And get help dealing with the shadow on this divine feminine spiritualpreneurship journey. Creating your vision. Book a goddess call. It is a $123 assessment for the Goddess for the Light Goddess coaching program where you'll walk away with shift on some struggle bus you got right now and a copy of your natal birth chart. You can book that at thegoddessastrologer.com.
Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of right now that would benefit from this episode, go ahead and share it with them right now. You can either text them or take a screenshot and send it to them or you can post it on your social media. Do whatever you have to to get them to listen to this inspiring podcast. Until next time, remember to bring more love feed your light, and grow through the darkness. Hey, goddesses. This has been the Light Goddess Podcast. I'm Jude Hotep, the goddess astrologer and life coach. If you'd like to step in to your highest light and power, you can book a goddess call with me at thegoddessastrologer.com. If you would like the Divine Feminine Financial Healing Guide where I go into your moon and your past lives, your emotions, how to nurture your moon, and the medicine that you bring along with so much more is packed into this guide. You can download that at thegoddessastrologer.com.